I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, this week I have a confession for you. And that is that sometimes, no matter how much you think about it, the sermon just won't come. I have looked at today's passages over and over again over the last week, and nothing. I had absolutely no idea what I would be saying to you today. And as the days went on, it didn't seem to be getting any easier, except that I kept getting a sense of deja vu, like I'd done exactly this before, but I still couldn't get anywhere. And then yesterday afternoon, it all came to me in a moment, and I remembered why I had that sense of deja vu and why I was struggling with this reading. And here's why. This time last year, I preached on this very gospel passage. That in itself is nothing particularly unusual or troubling. The way our lectionary works means that we do come back to the same passages over and over again. And I've spoken many times before of the value of returning to familiar passages and getting something new each time. So why on earth was I struggling this week? And so I went back and read my sermon from last year because perhaps I could start with that. And as I read it, I found that I still agreed with everything I'd said. I talked about how the disciples in the passage had been sent out as much in need as they had to offer. And that's still true, but it was not what I wanted to preach to you today. And then... I realised the problem. It has today been exactly 364 days since I preached on this gospel passage. And what a 364 days that has turned out to be. This time last year, no one had yet died of COVID in the UK. That didn't happen until March the 5th. In fact, on this very day last year, there were only six confirmed cases. Six. 364 days on, there have now been over three million in the UK alone. And we have all watched in the last weeks in horror as the death rate passed 100,000. 100,000 people, many who are nameless to us, but are known by name and loved and belonged to others and, of course, known always to God. And in this year, in those 364 days, our lives have been turned upside down. I won't even start to list all the restrictions and the controls and the losses that we've had to navigate and come to terms with, or at least try to come to terms with. But one marker for me this week is the fact that I'm stood here once more in the building with only Ruth, preaching at a webcam, whereas on this day last year, there were 20 people sat sharing communion with us. And so I found that as I went back to the gospel, that I was reading every word in the light of the year that we have lived. 
I found that COVID was shaping my reaction to the words on the pages of the Bible. We read that Jesus began to send his disciples out two by two. Well, I thought, I hope they don't stop to talk to anyone because that would be meeting with more than one person from outside their household. Not allowed. It goes on, whenever you enter a house, enter a house that isn't yours. That brings out a visceral reaction. Not allowed. It goes on again. Stay there in that house until you leave the place. Well, in today's terms, we might say no social mixing and don't change support bubbles. And as for the words, shake the dust off your feet, today's version might be wipe the door handle down and all surfaces you might have touched on your way out. And the suggestion to the disciples that they needed to go without bread, bags or money in their belts just breaks my heart for so many people all over the country and in our own community who are doing just that right now. Now, it is not that simple. I know as well as you do that Jesus was not addressing a pandemic world. But the issues that you usually draw out of this passage, issues of hospitality, communion, sharing, the acceptance of the excluded ones, have all been highlighted this year, mostly by their absence. And as the sort of people who have loved offering and receiving hospitality and welcome, both in church and in our families, that loss is a very huge and painful one indeed. And it is a loss that I, for one, am nowhere near coming to terms with yet. And that, I discovered, is why I have struggled with this passage this week. But our faith is about hope. It's not about despair. And so I asked myself, what have I found in this passage to lean upon in the face of the times we are living? Well, the answer was simpler than I thought. It was right in front of me, quite literally. It was there in verse 8. Jesus ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff. By staff, I presume he meant a walking stick. They were going to be doing a lot of traveling. Now, I happen to have been given a walking stick for my birthday just before Christmas. It is a strong and stout staff cut from a tree. It's strong enough to take my weight, to help me over thick mud and streams and uneven ground. It is most definitely something to lean upon. It is a good stick, as my son would say. And so now, when I go out walking in the woods and up big hills, I take my stick. It generally helps me stay on my feet, apart from the one notable exception where it really didn't and I got quite covered in mud. But generally, it makes my steps on uneven ground a little bit surer. It gives me a little bit more confidence as I place my foot down. I can test the depth of the mud or the water before I put my foot in and get an unpleasant surprise. 
And so having learnt what I have recently about the value of a good stick, I got to thinking about this staff that the disciples were permitted to take with them when they were told to take nothing else. And I started to think about all the things that that staff might represent. I thought about the different places that staffs appear in the Bible. I thought about Moses and his staff, with which he struck the rock in the desert to produce life-giving water. The staff that parted the Red Sea on the escape from Egypt. And Moses' brother Aaron had a staff too, a staff that he threw down in front of Pharaoh and it became a serpent as a demonstration of God's power. A staff that was later used to prove that Aaron and his descendants would be the rightful priests when all of the staffs of the 12 tribes of Israel were put in the ground, but only Aaron's put forth buds, then leaves, and finally ripe almonds. And there is a Jewish tradition that that staff was passed down from ruler to ruler throughout ancient Israel until the first temple was destroyed, at least. The staff became a royal scepter, the symbol of kingship. And don't forget, of course, Psalm 23. We read there, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod, or the royal scepter, as a reminder that God is in charge, not us. The rod, a symbol of discipline, with which a master might correct his servant when we go willfully astray. But at that very same time, the staff of the humble shepherd, with which he might lead us to living waters and green pastures that we might have rest. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, because a good and loving master both helps and corrects us. And both are something to give great thanks for. And in the absence of an actual rod and staff, it is our faith that does that for us. Our faith that convicts and corrects us when we go astray. Our faith that helps us find sure footing when the path gets rocky or boggy and is something to lean upon when we simply can't go any further in our own strength. And that has certainly been a comfort in these times. And so, in our Gospel today, Jesus might not have been sending his disciples out into a pandemic, but he knew that there were going to be really tough times ahead. He knew that they would need that walking stick. He knew that they and countless followers to come would need their faith too. And so I wonder what it is that I have lent upon this year. Which practices have I lent a little more heavily on than before? What has been my walking stick in these days? And I am thankful that it has been prayer. 
when time and time again I have been able to come back to God, to give thanks, to lament, and to beg on my behalf of myself and the world around me. I am grateful that I can say that I have had that through these times. Jesus' command to his disciples in the gospel is the same as the one to us. Go. Go and tell the good news. Now, I don't know, I have no idea at all when the command will come again to actually go out two by two once more. But at least I have my walking stick ready for the journey when that command comes. Amen.